This time on TNT. Will Smith and the smack heard round the world. We talk about where we're going to have a barbecue. Plus, Keeper's Whiskey. It's a new thing I'm doing and it's on store shelves now. It's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. I'm going to tell you something about Will Smith. Oh. Because <laughs> this is, uh, obviously, I feel like there's more history to what happened than what happened. And maybe it's not for us to speculate on the intricacies of that relationship. Obviously, talking about the Oscars where Will Smith the slap heard around the world. He slapped Chris Rock, and it wasn't just, it was, uh, clearly wasn't playful, and Chris Rock was clearly shook. Um, oh, man. That was a full-on, like, karate-style Bruce Lee in the face. Like a, like, a masterful. Like, it was a really... And quick, too, to, to, to act like, oh, everything's fine, and then that last step to be a full, like, a golf swing turn... Most with the smack, like we're talking about, that's def a hundred percent. There's cuts on the inner cheek, for sure. That was like Krav like, Maga. That wasn't like a yeah. uh, playful <laughs> slap fight. That was like with intent to injure. So he, here's, I have, I have a lot to say. It was about a violent it. slap, is is what I factually is all I'm saying. Yes, and here, uh, there's so much I want to say about it. The first thing is. Uh, it shouldn't be the first thing, but but one thing that really struck me is it it's not even a good joke. So I don't I don't know why Chris Rock would would that's... go for it. I know that's not the point, and I know that's not the issue. But but as an aside, it's it's just a garbage joke. It's not timely. It's not funny. It's not like oh man, I can't believe he said that. It's just dumb. Uh, yeah, I guess he thought that she cut, keeps her hair short all the time as a, a like a look, as opposed to knowing that she has alopecia and it's a a, a very concerning and a terrible thing to to have to deal with. So I can't imagine he would have said that in in that with that in mind. Maybe, but again, these are both the the, the violence of that smack and the the crassness and off puttingness of that humor, kind of like create this wall in a way that makes it almost like it's you know it's debatable you know what i mean like at that it's such a you can see how both people on the of, of both sides of this of of whether it was uh, for the right reason or for not the right reason or if it's uh something that i would do if it happened to me or you, you know why would you say that all of those things they're just, they kind of, uh, in a sense, uh, wa wash each other out. It's so, such a vacuous thing, that, you know, those, those two things happening at the same time. And then the reaction of Chris Rock standing there takes it to a whole new level of, you know, whether it's, you know, is this happening even? And... Now what do I do? Do I just keep talking? You know what I mean? That whole, like, if that happens, you're like, okay, is are we going to cut to commercial instantly? <laughs> you figure that's what would happen, right? But it did not. And it was just kind of so 2022 in a sense. It's a 
Because everything, it's just things that you'd never think you'd see happening on television in front of your eyes, even though it's just uh, what it was, but it was just such a spectacle. And uh, I think people will be reeling from that for a while. Well, it, it really kind of o- overtook everything. In watching it, kind of, I, I was, I was uh, impressed with gusts up to astonished that Chris Rock just stood there as he was walking up because it was clear some stuff was coming. Um, but he just kind of well, stood there and took it as opposed to like backed up or ran or, thing. yeah. I think, I think that was his apology by not doing anything and letting it go in a sense and laughing it off almost as opposed to flying into a rage and, and running backstage. I think that was part of his okay, that was a bad idea, I shouldn't have said that, and I'm going to actually stay here and move on, as opposed to calling my attorney or the cops, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just all of those things happening, it was almost like that, that, by Chris Rock having that reaction, that was part of the resolution between him and Will, and then Will crying, his, his acceptance, and... Not necessarily saying it's not because I won the award, but just this whole what a scene I've caused in front of all my peers. Wait, I didn't even so... know that. Did Will won later in the evening? Yeah, yeah, he won, and uh, he was crying, and uh, he mentioned that that uh, uh, he, you know this he basically apologizing for what happened in a sense. And obviously being upset that this is happening when he's winning probably the most important award of his life. And the dream is, you know, to, to be up there and do, doing that. And all of a sudden there's this big cloud over it. And so I don't know, man. There's a big difference between I'm sorry for what happened and I'm sorry for what I did. You know what I mean? It's, it's a subtle distinction, yeah. but an important one. It, you're sorry it happened. Well... It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. Anyway, I shouldn't speak out of turn without seeing the actual quotes and knowing the actual context of all of it. But unfortunately, yeah. the narrative is now Will Smith assaulted someone during a live TV show. That's the headline. So if he was, if he was hurt or, or thought it was offside or thought it was inappropriate or in, in, if you imagine in his mind, did he think this is the honorable thing to do? This guy mocked my wife. I'm going to defend her honor. There are, uh, I don't know, more, more gentlemanly ways of doing that or, um, you know, use your time uh, at the press been, conference there, afterwards to say, just so you know. A, there's, yeah, and there's been moments in the past where it's like, well, is this person that, say, Ricky Gervais told this joke to that mad that they're going to do this? That, I mean, there's been borderline jokes many times in the past. So I think just for Will Smith to all of a sudden react like that, and not to mention having a seat five feet away, you know what I mean? Like, Oof. Just standing up and it's right in there all of a sudden. Well, so Kathy Griffin <laughs> tweeted this morning... Now it's game on at comedy clubs everywhere. Oh, and everyone's yeah. going to be wow. like, who's the next Will Smith going to be? Who's going to come up to like you're doing crowd work and suddenly some guy's like, it's not my birthday slap. Yeah. No, but here's I know. what I'm going to say. Indigo said this yeah. morning, I thought Will Smith was nice. And it's true. Like he parents just don't understand 
Will Smith. That is his. He's always been perceived as kind of friendly. In his first movie role in Six Degrees of Separation, just after Fresh Prince, he was looking to be taken seriously, did this kind of small movie and was really a, a breakout star in it. He went so far out of his way to make a big point of not wanting to kiss a dude in character in the movie, which was in the script. Um, mm -hmm. That's when that sort of hit a sour note for me where I was like, oh man, I don't know if this guy is who he presents. Cause it wasn't like he was asked about it. He went 350 degrees out of his way to say like, I'm not kissing a dude, which was like, so um, unnecessary, kind of hurtful, like protest too much, like like all of those things. If you're going to be an actor and take a interesting, crazy role, just do it, man. That's really impressive. I don't really remember impressive. that at all. And what was it? It was talking about being super horny or having sex all the time. That was something that came out recently, right? Did he? He's like, yeah, something about like, I've, I've had sex so many times, I can't even... I can't even get it going anymore. Like some some ridiculous like like nobody needs like or wants to know like, that. Yeah, no, for sure. Like something like it's you just saying like why are you telling everyone that and what are you talking? You don't about? have to tell What's people that. No, but it's like some kind of crazy thing. I can't remember what it was. Can you Google it up for me and you find it? But imagine. <laughs> Imagine you've been Will Smith since you were 18 and you're not really Will Smith anymore as far as like the amount of space you take up in the public consciousness. I guess you have to come up with new kicks to kind of make some noise, right? I guess, yeah, for sure, yeah. I always but, like to uh, think I'd, I'd just be gone. You just never hear from me again. Like, that was fun, guys. Peace. <laughs> Instead of clinging to it. Yeah. So anyway, what, what a smack. That was a big slap there. Well, and unfortunately, like like I said, like uh, he won an Academy Award, which I, in fairness, didn't even know, which is a, a great plot twist. But what a shame that <laughs> yeah. that's the story today, not he won an Academy Award after all these years. Well, there's all kinds of stuff that happened in the awards that no one's talking about that was great. So whatever. You know what, uh... what I do want to know before we move on, though? <laughs> What happens in the wake of that? Does Will Smith call him? Do they have a coffee? Does Chris send an email apologizing? Like, what happens today? Well, I guess no matter what, I mean, if, if you hit someone in the face, that then they have the right to, to sue you or, like, arrest. You can be arrested for that. There's obviously witness. Like, it's just one of those things that no matter what happens, when you hit someone, there's... Uh, you can get thrown in the clank, right? Wow. So the, the, there, there, ha, there has to be some kind of a, there has to be some kind of a meeting between the two of them, I'm sure. But like, what happens is obviously will happen between the two of them. But man, that was like one of the most like intimate things I've seen in public in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> crazy just unbelievable yeah i mean you couldn't have written that up and if anyone's saying that was fake like come on how how uh are people saying that there yeah some people were saying it was staged and i'm like you can't 
like they're actors, but that's not like if this was a whole new level of and so many different levels of uh of of things that happened that made it just so real. Also, and that was what was shocking about it. Also just didn't Especially have those Chris, two. Chris yeah, Rock's, yeah. Chris Rock's reaction most of of it. Just kind of you could see it, you could tell you could see his eyes the decisions that were going on. He's like, "Hold on a second. Wait wait a se- what just happened?" Yeah. "Which road do I go from here? Do I you know, do I go from calling a lawyer to uh just letting it go and realizing that you made a mistake and apologizing and just yeah all of those things you can tell that that just was so real and again that that's what uh what the shock is you know that you could tell that all of a sudden the, the biggest telecast in the world was stuck stuck in its tracks right well, yeah. I, I wonder if part of him is like, do I fight Will Smith back? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, obviously Will Smith, like, it's Chris Rock up there. He's a big man. Chris Rock's not as big as him. I'm sure he probably wouldn't have done that if it was The Rock. He said, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, imagine. I wonder, you know what I'm mean? like? He would okay. Let's decide. Just, if it was Kevin Hart, he would have done it. Chris Rock, he would have done it. The Rock, he wouldn't have like, done it. Jason Momoa, he's not doing that. That's a weird category of Hollywood. That's a weird subsection. <laughs> Jason Momoa might laugh after the smack, like big crazy laugh. Yeah. Go on the smack. And then there's also like a, a tier of. Uh, untouchable Hollywood. Like, he wouldn't have done that to Tom Hanks. <laughs> he wouldn't have done that to Michael Douglas. Like, there is there is a hierarchy. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. He would do it he to Jared Leto. Like, he would do it to him. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> Imagine. I wonder. I wonder if there's a tier of Hollywood that people would be like, yes, good. Like, finally. Jimmy Kimmel, like, his <laughs> legs would be up in the air and oh, his man. face on the ground. Oh, man. <laughs> like, there are certain people that you could see him doing it to. Like Ricky Gervais with, like, four teeth out talking after with a black eye and his whole side of his face swelled up like Larry That's from the, the Three thing. Stooges. That's the thing. After Mo having a real hard night and like back in the vaudeville days, like big snacks in the face. I guess the thing is, he thought he was doing something honorable. He thought he was he thought he was standing up for his wife in a way that was honorable. But I think yeah. you're right. There's no way Chris Rock knew that that's why she has her hair that way. Uh, yeah, and if, again, maybe he did know, and that's why he did it. You got like that was the, the fact of the over the line, maybe in his head, right? Oh, if he knew. It's like, wait a second, he knows she has this as an issue. Yeah, if he I'm knows. <laughs> that's so jerky. Oh man, so what a scene! How about what this uh, nineteen? Scene. How about this nineteen eighty seven jam? I'll take you right back. 
right now. Okay. Here we go. Are you there, bud? Yeah, what is it? Breakout? Don't know it. Who? Who is that? Wow. You don't know that? I don't know it. Swing Out Sister. It's like a classic. Uh, it was a huge hit in 1987, but don't that's know it. it. I do not wow, know I can't it. believe I stumped you on an 80s classic. I know. Hit me with another that one. That never happens. That's the only one, I think. That's the only 87, 87 jam? jam? Yeah. Well, it's 87 is insane in terms of like hits. Remember this one? I think we're alone now. Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Tiffany, you know right? It from the were you a Tiffany guy intro. or a Debbie Gibson guy? I was a neither. I was a neither. <laughs> I was on Team <laughs> Tiffany for life. <laughs> well, because this this year, I I think it's because I had. You know, having older brothers and sisters was that reason why, right? Because my sister, Jenny, was listening to... This year, it would be like uh, the Joshua Tree came out, right? So all those U2 songs. Man. Big U2 going on in the in the house. Same. That, right? that record, like, there isn't, there isn't an air ball on it. They're all just bangers. Yeah, and I think because I heard that record so much when I was a kid in that year that the whole record takes me back to that year. You know what I'm saying? Red Hill Mining Town is the jam. That is a good jam. The the sneakiness of this of that record is how how much uh influence there is from Daniel Lanois. On the guitar and the sounds, it's just incredible. Like if you listen to Daniel Lanois' guitar playing on its own, like The Maker and songs like that, and then listen to, you know, like, for example, this. Like, uh, still haven't found what yeah. I'm looking for. So The Edge the, uh, is, behind is aping the Daniel like, Lanois? Not aping. Because Daniel Lanois produced this record, he was just there and adding. That was how he added ambiances with guitar and and uh, just kind of roomy, echoey, you know, echoey reverb guitar sounds that that he's so good at. Yeah. And he creates these soundscapes, and that record is a real. They just really kind of love that and let him go free to the point where I'm sure he probably had a guitar going you think those guys i'm sure yeah a lot of the probably overdubs and stuff the delay is wicked i mean edge was happy to have him i'm sure he probably they you know he learned so much back before wicked guitar player bono was a fromage do you think if bono had made the joke will smith would have chopped him well, by the way, sorry, I got to mention that, that Daniel Lanois from The Hammer and Hamilton. Yeah, so of that course. That was probably a, one of the biggest moments for Canadian producers was the fact that Daniel Lanois was doing 
a U2 record and it happened to be their best album ever, you know. Also their their and, real <laughs> mainstream breakout album. Yeah, for sure. It took them from well, they were already like getting into arenas and bigger places, but that took them to stadiums around the world. Just hitting dingers. It just got Bono started on the ego trip that took him down, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just got so... Became such a star that he became his own biggest fan, I think, that in that era. Because he even kind of toyed with it with Octung Baby and... That's a good record, know, too. Pop records. And then well, the yeah, fly, like, all that got he, weird. Yeah. Well, he played him... Yeah, he was like, a, you know... He was really into, he is into himself. I forget, did you ever meet that mask? I met Larry and Adam, but I never met Bono. Where did you meet those masks? Larry and Larry and Adam came to a show in did New they? York. Did they? Yeah. We had the same manager, Karen Kaplan. And, uh, yeah, that's it. My I've seen Bono across the room. That's it. Closest. Is he just a little yeah. guy? Is he Kenny Chesney yeah. sized? He's a little pudgy dude with little sausage fingers. Aww. <laughs> sausage fingers. <laughs> um, let's take a break, bud. Okay, little short skis. I just died in your arms tonight, cutting crew. <laughs> so fast. Um, was one of these masks from Dartmouth? <laughs> No, really? No way. Oh, no, that's no. Crowded House. Don't dream it's over. Yeah. What Neil- do you mean? That's, which who? Hold up. Oh, yeah, one of those guys is from the mouth. From There's nobody in Crowded House. From the mouth? Speaking sure. of this great jam. Was that the same year? From the mouth? <laughs> They're all from Australia. Yeah, one of them's from the mouth. Who? Stand by. Like the bass player? They're a trio. Wait for there's it. There's not. There's not. There can't be. That would be way too cool if no, there's, there was a bod. There's nobody from Crowded House from the Dart. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, someone's from the mouth. <laughs> Who's from the mouth? You gotta, isn't it like the mamas and the papas or something? Yeah. Right? Den- like, don't you? Denny Doherty's from the North End of Halifax. But then, yeah. cutting crew, someone's from the mouth. Uh, Dartmouth? Is it cutting crew, maybe? You might be right. Oh, uh... You know we love. Listen. All my love, I was searching. In too deep. Genesis. <laughs> can't get enough of Phil and the boys. Man... Cutting Crew in Dartmouth is a hair place. Yeah, there is no connection. Yes, there is. The buds know. Like, isn't it the best that, like, Phil Collins just cr- crushing it? No matter Okay, what. here you go. You ready? <laughs> he looks like he just came out of a janitor closet, but he's like, I'm going to play a stadium tonight. I'm going to tell you something. It's unbelievable, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what did oh you Oh, my find? gosh. Um, Kevin McMichael, Canadian guitarist, songwriter, and record producer, best known for being a member of the 80s UK-based pop rock band Cutting Crew. 
Hey! Who had a number one yeah. hit in 1987 with Died in Your Arms. They were nominated for a Grammy. Right. He was born in St. John in 1951. Here's the crazy thing. Died in Halifax on New <coughs> Year's Eve 2002. Here's the thing. According to Wikipedia, I know both of his daughters. Really? Just never never crazy. put that together that they were I apologize his for uh, saying no one was in the Canadian. Yeah. But there you go. He's fr- not from the mouth. He's from Halifax. But... Oh yeah, their guitarist Dartmouth's Kevin McMichael. There it is. There you go. Wow. See how stuff just like cuts into your brain, and you know, there's just shrapnel, and you somehow figure out what it was from the shrapnel. Yeah, go figure. Um, there you go. He's from the mouth. He's from the mouth. Yeah. Um, so we're doing short skis today for a couple of reasons. One, I have to travel uh, today to go to work in Las Vegas. And the second thing is yeah. I'm doing this pod in the truck um, because it's quiet here and I have 5% computer battery left, which is not the thing that should drive how long the pods are. Um, Isn't that funny? Yeah. But again, this is classic Canadianity where we roll how we roll and... Five percent, five percent. It's interesting how sometimes, even though it takes an hour a week, finding an hour for either of us just seems like I I don't know when that's possible. Just because there's you know stuff going on in the house or travel plans or whatever, and I know. And sometimes it feels like all you do is sit around for an entire week. Well, I, and I I'm not on the road, and it's the same thing. Yeah, you find it it it, it it's tricky. But, yes, uh, we've we've uh, we've done pretty good throughout the pandemic. I gotta say, to try it, try and get as weekly as possible. We have, and it's actually but, been one of the things that I look forward to every week because it feels normal, and normal yeah. is at a premium. Um, so anything we can do that feels kind of normal, I'm fully into. And by the way, we appreciate the the emails and DMs and even like comments throughout social media and all wherever you hear this pod just the the that sentiment of appreciating getting together and hanging out for that one hour a week and getting together with us and and enjoying the the, uh escape you know into our world for just an hour it's it's a great thing and we 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 actually hope we can offer more we always say that but uh we will always continue to try and grind out some more of these and keep on grinding the content we're already talking about <clears throat> we've been actually floating the idea of a barbecue yeah. an actual barbecue because our bods at broil king are fired up and uh they appreciate uh what we're doing and i think it's a, a cool brand fit for us for for live shows and events so um, we're thinking about doing a barbecue, and we're wondering, is this late this summer? Is that too early? Is, you know what? I, I, we, we're trying to figure out how things are playing out. Hopefully, uh, the things are finally settled this summer, and we're actually out of, of COVID. But um, if it's not this summer, then it'll definitely be next summer. But we're, uh, we're zeroing in on actual 
the actual barbecue becoming a thing. And I love the idea. I love the idea of a gathering of like-minded buds. I like the idea of, oh yeah, we called it a meat and grease. Yeah. So maybe we cook some meat and then there's a meat and grease. (laughs) And if we could get like uh, Timbo and and Ed. We we could have have a near meat and greet, which is like plant-based meat and greet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A meat and grease. Um, before, after the show, and I keep saying show, even though I don't really know what it is, but speaking of Ed, how about this week where a couple of the BNL bods were, uh, taking a knee and Ed and Tyler did an entire show by themselves in Manchester. Yeah. They, uh, they were half naked as Ed called it with just Ty and Ed because the Covesies brought two of the bods out. And now I think, uh. I think, I think Kevin's back, or I'm not sure if Andy is back. Well, one of them is back. Uh, but anyway, we're uh, trying to figure out if, when it'll be full on bare naked ladies again. Right now, it's almost naked with the three of the four. But I gotta, uh, we love the fact that they they did that, and I saw clips from the shows, and they seemed so happy, and the crowd seemed like almost like it was even more special because of the given her quality of just tying Ed Berlin. So uh, kudos to them for getting through it and uh, making the best of, of, uh, of this pandemic, to be honest. Do you know what? If I was um, at that show, I would be pumped. I think people like to know they're seeing something different. It's like when someone in a play flubs a line or starts to laugh or something. You're seeing someone that you know you know you're seeing something that you know is different than what the people saw last night. And I would have so much love and singing along and so many claps for two buds soldiering through it. That's really cool. And I'm sure, I mean, on a much smaller scale, it's like when I had laryngitis at our show in Saskatoon, we're like, should we cancel or should we just give her? Um, And always the answer is just give her. That's it. We had, uh, <clears throat> and I, I, I uh, we had the same thing when we've ran into that with us when there's, when your voice bails or disappears, or if I'm not feeling it, you know, one or the other, there's always slack to be had and, and you just, you know, sometimes you can make it work, which is the best thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I made a mistake by saying Andy instead of Jim. I want to fix that. Oh yeah. Um, but it the, the show must go on, you know? Yeah. And the I guess, like, on. that would be something that you'd never forget. And Ed was kind enough to share a post that a friend of his who was at the show sent to him, who basically said, I sang my heart out and cried with joy just at, at you guys getting it done. Yeah. You, well done, bots. You've played shows where you should have canceled. Like barfy yes. uh, migraine shows. Yeah, for sure, definitely, and and you, uh, but I don't think, uh, yeah, we've to and pared down acoustic stuff for sure in case because of power issues sometimes even you know what do you mean you got to do what you got to do well if like the PA isn't working like I've done drum solos when the PA has gone down really (laughs) when there's like when there's like no mics and it was like I don't know I think it was in. can't remember where it was but it was like a half stadium outdoor racetrack vibes fun so a big show 
and the PA went down, so they couldn't even hear an acoustic. So I just played drum a drum solo because at least that would carry. Wow! And it was like thir- it was like thirty minutes that I had to do. No. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a long time. And people were psyched at first, and then there was a lull, and then by minute seventeen, no, they were cool. like, hey, "Look at this guy going." I figured there was an opportunity to just mess around, but so I didn't do just chops all day. It was kind of like uh, call answer stuff, some laughs, just some uh, old school entertainment, like with no PA. Like you didn't even have a mic. Yeah, just that's it. I have the loudest thing here. So let's try. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, but those are the ones you end so, up remembering in some ways, right? That's it. Those I was are the talking ones you to uh, most. I was talking to Mark Forward. They're doing the Letterkenny tour through the states, and they're playing some five thousand seaters. Crazy, which is just a testament to how far that show has traveled and how Hulu just vaulted it into a whole new stratosphere. Um, yeah, and they're and there's they're uh, they're doing great too. That's the thing. So yeah. Uh, Especially, like, comedy is a different thing. Like, music, people can sing along or dance or whatever, or it's loud. But comedy, when you need people to pay attention to the words and stay with you, and uh, especially a crowd that, like the Trailer Park audience, would be pretty banged up going to see it, I would think. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, where the audience is, like, you can tell they're all banged up. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Well, we had a couple of those, like, we made a mistake of going on too late, and it was kind of more of a bar than a Yeah, theater. Moncton. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, by the time we went on, everybody was just rifled. People were so blind like, on they... alcohol by 5.40 <laughs> p.m. It was a Friday evening. So, and, and we... So whenever we said something, if someone thought it was funny, they were like, well, I'm going to chime in yeah. <laughs> right with my bit. So like everyone was talking the whole time. And this one girl kept yelling, Gian Gameshi, which is a weird oh, rallying yeah, cry. Yeah, just to kind of, just, just, to, like, it was all, like the worst heckle you need to hear yeah. during a show. Like, why? Why are you saying Why that? that? Of all things you could yell. <laughs> it's like the Ben Stiller vibe killer line. What is that? Uh, well, I'm just saying it was a, just an old saying we used to say in the studio hmm. with the Bob Rock <laughs> the Bob Rock crew, I guess even like Mick Rock, his son, we still use it on... on uh, on DMs or texts or whatever, just like when something's like not happening, it's a Ben Stiller vibe killer. Oh man. <laughs> I like that line. But Yeah, um, and, and it was funnier in like the early two thousands, but yeah, it still got some weight. Yeah, it does. It's it's back. Um I I should tell the buds, uh I have partnered with this guy Adam and some other dudes on a Canadian whiskey called Keepers. Oh yeah, the Keepers, the and, Finders Keepers. Yeah, the commercials uh out now and it's in stores in uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick and Newfoundland and coming soon to Prince Edward Island. Um it's it's not something I ever imagined uh I would do, but at this age and stage I'm looking for different kicks and this guy Adam uh McKay uh uh, created it and um, slid into my DMs and was like, I'd like to send you a bottle. And I tried it and it's great. So I wouldn't endorse something nice. that I didn't think was um, uh, delicious. 
And it's actually been a really interesting journey into how does alcohol end up in a bottle and on the shelves? Um, yeah. So I'm really proud that Keepers is in store. It's uh, We're hopefully going to get it in stores across the country, but we wanted to do kind of soft rollout, small market, get it going, see what we're up against and uh, if we can handle it and address any issues. But it's interesting at this particular moment when there is a cork shortage in the world and a bottle shortage and yeah. just uh, kind of peeking behind the curtain into how alcohol is transported and who's responsible to pay for what and what the markups are in different places. Um, one thing about Canada is obviously each province has its own governing liquor board or commission. So you're kind of starting from scratch in every province. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's no like, it's the Canada Alcohol Council. It's like... So what do you do? You just kind of work your way east, I guess, right? You go from province to province? Yeah, yeah. Our partner is Rock Spirits. They're in Newfoundland. So that was the okay. easy um, first province. So now we'll just kind of go west. And uh, Ontario is the big one. And apparently, Canadian whiskey... Whiskey has no E when it's Canadian whiskey, and it's not rye... Um, is having a big moment in China. They oh, can't really? export enough Canadian whiskey to China. So it's not uh, a, a lucrative thing by any stretch, but it's just kind of a neat thing to be involved in. And you're, and you'd play a great lighthouse keeper, I got to say. Well, it's kind of a dark character, I, and I really I saw like the, that about I saw it. The, I, saw the, I, I saw the spot, and it's like there's a dude dead that looks like he may or may not have been taken out with some boards on the rocks. Yeah. And he's got a case of whiskey and you come across it and like this is mine now <laughs> finders keepers well the idea it is, is <laughs> the light keeper turns the light off so that ships will crash so he can steal their whiskey oh, that's, that's yeah that's it I gotcha. so then when he takes the whiskey he's like oh finders keepers i guess like finders keepers um so it's a little dark and if the guy is dead or maybe yeah. he's just passed out it's kind of open to interpretation. But the idea of this some um, kind of dark keeper character really uh appealed to me as well. Yeah. No. So there you cool, go, bud. Man. Ask Good at your luck. local liquor commissions um to have keepers brought in if you don't have it already. And uh and give me the feedback cuz I like hearing if you dig it. Jer, 1% battery, bud. Okay. Well, also uh, everybody send in your uh suggestions for what you'd like to see at the barbecues yeah meat Be good times yeah maybe you're a smoker yeah. maybe you um maybe you have and a not brewing mention, company you want to sponsor it or music perhaps uh some of the bods will come out and enjoy that part of it we're gonna try and get some 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 bods to come play with us and have some fun that way too so it could be super a great fun day. all right bots good chatting bot good chatting bot <laughs>